All right, check us out. Welcome to uh, week six edition of Trust the Process podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Rob, the People's Plug, Martin. Hey. That is uh, Mr. <laughs> Italian Stallion, Pastor Hollywood Nicholas Edward Martin. Give him a hand clap. Give him a hand clap. And, <laughs> and, and Mr. One in Seven Billion. Uh, oh, he got his own day. Irregular strength, Julius Maddox, the people's champ. What's up? What's up? So let's uh, let's talk about that real quick, man. Uh, so 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 give t- Nick explain what happened. Since y'all, I didn't get the invite. Explain what happened. Well, you didn't get the <laughs> you didn't get the invite. Did nobody uh, even know what it was? We was uh, it was four fifty five. <laughs> And uh, Jew was lining up his hair, and uh, it was like, man, we need to go to the courthouse. And I go to the courthouse where uh, the third floor felon court. I go to the real courthouse, and and Jew goes to the the place where you get your tags renewed at. The sheriff's office. Both of us was at the wrong courthouse. We were supposed to go to. We were supposed to go to city hall. So we walk in, and everybody's already there, the mayor, the city commissioner. Just waiting on y'all? Uh, they was kind of started the meeting. Uh, Kaiser presented a painting, but everybody was already sitting down when we walked in. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Yeah. Man. Hey, can we get a window rolled up, please, Mr. Regular? Man, you know what that is? I already know. Can we get the window? Oh, I, I got you. That's I the wheel bearing that needs to be fixed. On oh yeah, strength truck. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, you know it would suck to put new tires on a vehicle just to blow out the tire because we didn't get the fender well cut back like we're supposed to. I tried to yell at you the other day when you was pulling off because it's a, uh, it's it's I can already see it digging into that tire. Man, that's what we got warranties for. Especially with how you drive, Jew will drive with this pinky on the phone eating a, a chimichanga going down the road, Nick. Man, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Rob, I mean, he, Rob, that's how you know. What you, Rob eats chimichangas. Yeah. I don't eat chimichangas. Uh, so what are you talking about? Hey, look, I got them. I got them. Look, I got them cables Joe, on here. Joe, 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 Rob, you know what Rob would say? Give me that chimichanga quattro. Yeah, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with, a, with a large cheese sauce. He spoke. Oh, my goodness. He gave him the like the link. Chimichanga Quattro. I was, like, I was like, Rob, just say two chimichangas. <laughs> hey, Nick, look, they, we went there so often doing that craziness that they started to know my order before I even ordered. Yeah, then they started to notice your checks was bouncing. Then they started to Hey, so then we went. Then we had to go to the other Mexican restaurant, and uh, we won't talk about that ordeal. What happened there? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. News. So the laugh of the week. Was you there? Was you laugh, there? Laugh of the week. Laugh we'll, of the week. Yeah, Was we'll get it there, to it in just a second. Hold on, Jew. Hold on. Before we get ahead of ourselves, we got to talk about what happened the other day. So y'all got there late. Jew was lining up his hair. It was four fifty-five. Y'all were supposed to be there fifteen minutes before that. So y'all walk in. The mayor and everybody's there. What happened? So they called you up, present uh, the award, which only he didn't think uh, he didn't actually know what it was. He just thought, like, hey, I'm gonna go get this award, recognition from the city. 
And then they announced it, hey, October 1st, 2019 is Julius Maddox Day. But I thought what was cooler than that is they kind of read a little bit of his mission statement. And in his mission statement was, I do this to glorify God. Man. And so the mayor's reading this, and I was just like, wow, like, uh, on TV and, um, you know, at the meeting, he read Jew's mission statement, and inside of it was, uh, I do this to glorify God. So uh, Jew was just amazed, and then they spoke like he's the son of Steve Maddox and Fong Maddox, so it was just a great accomplishment. Man, yeah, Jew, how you feel about it, man? Well, there's his story, my story, then the truth. Okay. <laughs> it was not it was not four fifty five. Maybe it was like four forty eight. By the time I got to the courthouse, it was five o'clock. Like Hey, hey, Mr. Irregular. Mr. Irregular, your voice listen. your voice is sounding irregular. I don't know what's going on. Is it cutting out? It was, yeah. Okay, so understand this. I'm just flat out telling you that's that's a, a character defect that I need to work on. I know I need to work on time management. Man, that's good. I'm trying to do better. So at the end of the day, yes, I was I was late. I was running behind. But um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we got there. Uh, they acknowledged us, and you know, we got the award. We got the award. You know, they gave me uh, my own day. You know, so I went from uh, being a person who was at one point terrorizing my community, polluting my community with drugs and violence and, you know, God knows what, to a person where I'm a pillar in my community, a person that, you know, they, the city, my own city of 100,000 gave me a day of the year, like dedicated a full day to me. That's you big know, time. Yeah, yeah I'm, wait, I'm, it, I'm waiting on the key. It's an actual proclamation. You know what I mean? Like, and this, like, that, that's something. That hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, something like that. Oh, when yeah. Jew had king. to say Julius Maddox of such and such address, Utica, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> for, the re- for the record. <laughs> but, you know, like, we're just a bunch of kids from the projects, man. And it's just like. You never know where life is going to take you when you start applying yourself. And at the end of the day, whenever we quit taking shortcuts, um, you know, life changed radically. When we quit trying to cheat the process, when we quit trying to just cheat life in general, man, life is so much better just taking it in and taking it slow and, and working hard for everything that, that um, you know, that you have in life. You appreciate it a lot more, you know. I appreciate, you know, my city acknowledging me, you know. Um, and it's just a blessing because we always talk about the legacy that we're going to leave behind for our kids. And, you know, now, you know, I'm leaving a legacy behind for my kids. This is something that my kids will remember for the rest of our – my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids, my great-great-grandkids. Dang, I can't even talk right now. My <laughs> great-great-grandkids, you know – one day they will say, "Today is is, is my great 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 granddad's day." Man, October that's the it. First, that's it. You know, all so. all because he decided to be irregular, not go uh, with the flow of how normal people was living in their time. But he stood on something, man, and and it paid off. And when I watched it back, um, 
man, it like it hit me and you know, like it gives you chills, something like that, man, because um I put that on Facebook, like, man, you went from being another statistic, you know, like I don't know however many it is, which it's not a black or white thing, but it says like, you know, um four out of every five black men end up I don't know, that ain't the right statistics, so don't hold me to it, but it's something crazy like that, end up in prison. It's one or, out of four. Is it? But anyway, so you went from being just another statistic, you know, uh, yeah, not being a. On not, the background? I don't know who that is. Like somebody's having a party. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> I bet you hey. don't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would say too. <laughs> hey, here's what? the crazy, crazy uh, thing of the week, though. Zhu gets up there, shares this mission statement. I'm here for the youth. I want to be a pillar in my community. And a lady uh, asked him to stay after, and she goes up to him and she says, "Hey, I know it's all good and all. You want to help the youth, but first you need to help me with Gabe's tire. I'm putting the hydroponic plants uh, on, on, right. the edge, on the edge of Gabe's tire, so we need to kick that off, and then you could help the youth." Yeah, no, right. She, said she wants to help the youth too. Yeah. But it, 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 listen, it's it's a hydroponic, not talking about marijuana. Hey, did her yeah. name start? Did her name start with the A? No. He don't know. But I Rob, we, a... you know what Jew did? What? Well, that would be something you could call my manager about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I need you doing all things. Hey, call my boy, man. He's got you. Man. He's, right there, he's right there by the tower. <laughs> yeah, no. <nah. laughs> man, I'm gonna have to hand that one off. Uh, no, but uh, at the crazy. end of the day, man, like, you know, it's just, man, life is, is crazy. And, and that's like, I'm, I sent this video tonight. I sent you guys this video because I was debating on, like, posting it. Because I don't ever want to seem cocky or arrogant for, um, you know, for, for, you know, stating that. Obviously, yeah, I, what, I, what, I, what, I, what is that noise? I don't hear nothing. Nick, quit it's, saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you it? hear it. What is it? It sounds like Reynolds rap getting just balled up in my ear. I don't know what. Jew's eating something. No, that's that not me, me, bro. That ain't me. Yeah, that was Jew right there. <laughs> Man, no, all right, I, no. Are you I'm in a sitting in my driveway. What are you eating? It wasn't me, bro. It might be Jew's phone. I keep hearing it. It keeps cutting out. Yeah, you sound like a no, robot, No, I'm telling Listen, it sounds like somebody's getting into something like a bag of chips. Or That's like Nick. Some... That's why. No, Nick's eating. Nick's eating. No, Nick's eating his uh, custom homemade grippos. That's why. That's what he's doing. Skins. He's eating nah. the pork skins. Yeah, <laughs> sitting here. All right, so let's get back on track. All right, so, so uh, go ahead. So, you know, I was just talking about. I'm just finally. I, I after my meet, I was wondering, like, how where was I going to find the motivation? to get to the next level. And it just hit me, man. Like, lately over these past few training sessions that I've had, not few, but over the past three weeks, is that I just had to adapt to the mindset of, and, and, and actually seen it. But, like, Julius, you were the hardest working athlete on the planet. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. And, and I don't want to sound arrogant or cocky, but I say that because, like, I'm a world champion with two jobs, a family with four kids, a ministry that's that's you know that needs my time, um, and not including my friends, but I still find time to balance everything, 
and still try to give it all I got, which that can be bad too because, yeah. you know, I could be pulled in many different directions. I think the only reason why I'm maintaining at this level is because grace in my life right now. But, oh, yeah, no doubt. And I wanted to tell you, so I think one of the biggest things you struggle with is uh, that fine line of arrogant, um, proud, being being too proud and being, like, so uh, so left, so humble that, like, you, you stay away from even saying anything about it. And I was just listening to uh, the Secret to Success uh, podcast, and they, they talked about that. So, um, and Carl, he's just like that. They, there's, a, there's a term that they use. It's called pseudo-humble, which is basically an overdoing of humbleness that you're so, you're so scared to even say, hey, I am great, and this, I have accomplished this, that you don't say nothing at all. And the enemy tries to keep you in that place to where you don't, you won't grow because he has you uh, locked in this place of, of just, you know, you can't talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, you I, know, I, I love seeing you like that because, because what, what God is doing in you right now is saying, okay, you can stop at this level because you've done so much and you could, but I think what God is doing is he's stretching you. Every episode that we talk about equals something in each of our lives. So we talked about stretching uh, in in uh, in the two episodes ago, two weeks ago, and uh, God is stretching you and saying, "Hey, like I, you had this place of grace to be able to raise the bar even higher. So you have to dig down deep inside and find, okay, because the why is okay. I'm going to break the world record now. That's gone. So now, what's your motivation of, of even raising the bar even higher? And that takes something special to dig down deep and find that. Well, and Joe, go ahead. One, th- one thing I want to tell you is like. There's nothing wrong with being great, like, because, like, especially when you point to Christ, like, I'm great, uh, but look at my God. He's even greater. That's it. So, like, uh, Andy Minio says, uh, I ain't trying to be cocky, but I know who my God is. That's it. So, it's, uh, like, it's, I don't, I think God's given you this platform to be great because it all points to how great he is. So, like, I think sometimes when we can be so humble, that we're not putting Christ and his work on full display. Like every That's time, right. I, every time I read your shirt, one in 7 billion, I wonder, I'm like, man, does you ever breathe that in and say like, man, wow, like, wow, man, I am one of 7 billion people on the face of the earth. I accomplished something that no other human being has ever accomplished. And that's how big my God is, is that seven years ago, I was sitting in a jail cell, and now I'm one of seven billion. That's it. Yeah, went from just another statistic to to being one in seven billion. And the great thing about it, Jew, is like you know, uh, because there's that battle within you of not being too arrogant and coming across as like, man. But who who God never said in the Bible that His children aren't supposed to be great. There's this false uh, pretense on Christians that you can't uh, you can't boast. But Paul, we good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, oh, okay, I know. Was that a sound effect? That was a clap. Huh. I yeah, got you. I, I got I you. Back, I had background music. Oh, I got you. So, like, uh, like Paul says, you know, uh, if I'm gonna boast, let me boast about my God. You know, there's nothing wrong with us being great. A lot of times, the world will tell us, "Oh, you're not supposed to do this. You're a Christian." Man, I think the Bible tells us that we should be excellent in everything that we do, but we can't get it twisted and not point to Him who allowed for us to do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, like, I'm starting to agree with that simply because, you know, um, whenever, before, 
you know, being uh, as a teen and, and being, uh, I don't know why I'm saying being, but as a teen and, and a young adult, like I was very prideful and like arrogant, you know, and, and at the end of the day, that's really wasn't, that really wasn't who I was. And I don't like that guy that I used to be so much that if I, if any part of me oh, yeah. feels that I'm being arrogant or prideful, like, I don't want nothing to do with that. So, so like, you just cut it off. Yeah. I just oh. cut it off. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even, I don't even want no part of it because it makes me sick to my stomach of the person I used to be. So I, those I, that I, seem like they're traits. Go ahead, Nick. I was listening to a, uh, something and it said like, Pride is thinking that, you know, a basketball NBA player that is six nine, it's them. Pride is them thinking that they got themselves there. Like, no, God created them to be six nine and seven foot tall, and they can't have enough pride to think that, man, my beastiness got me in the NBA. Yeah, your hard work did, but also like God played the biggest part of it. Like, He had already gave you everything inside of you to break the record. Like. It took work and it took you unleashing it. But I think pride would be like, I did this. Like, look at me, look at me. But uh, the enemy, I think, would try to take your testimony when you could say, like, yes, look at me. But look at how even bigger my, like, how I keep repeating. Like, look how great my God is. Like, he took a, he took a, uh, a like how you said, like a no good, you know, uh, people probably wouldn't let you in their house to, you getting your own day in the city. Like, that is something to boast about. People Man. need to hear, like, you know how many youth need to hear that story? And, like, we went to OMS, and, like, God, God's giving you that platform to reach kids just like you so then they could have a different option. Like, look, I'm giving y'all a different option than, you know, the drug dealers are giving them an option with the fancy cars and the, you know, and pulling out money. Now you're giving them a different option of, I want to be like Julius Maddox. Yeah, because he, he did it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah, true man. definition of greatness, not these drug dealers on the block. I See, right that. now, even when y'all are saying this, I'm like, man, y'all are giving me too much credit, bro. Like, I, I can't help it. I don't know if it's just because. And it's hard it's to see it. In me. Like, it's just like. Well, it's hard to see it when you're saying. in it. Yeah. It's, it's like, and that's why I wanted, uh, wanted for us to really hit on that this week is, uh, is basically trusting your press box, uh, the people that God's put in your life uh, to be able to see um, your life uh, as, as it's playing out on the field um, in these situations we get into. Uh, before, man, yeah, great job on that. Um, but before we uh, move on, I would like to, um, to get into the laugh of the week. I think last week it was kind of funny. It was all right. I don't think it was all that. Uh, but, what was the laugh you know, of the week last week? Uh, you're that – the womp, womp, womp. Oh, the deaf the, lady? Uh, yeah. Oh, that was funny. All right, yeah, so I, that was funny. I saw yeah, that was, so, that was real so, funny. It's all right. So uh, I got my uh, Mr. Regular Strength Laugh of the Week ready. So um, we're going to go back to, uh, I, I guess it was about 2006, 2007, uh, when Jew had the infamous two-door maroon Corolla with chrome hubcaps on it and the bungee strap on the door. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, so the bungee strap plays a vital role in this story, right? So, uh, of course, we was just talking about going to, uh, to the Mexican restaurants and stuff like that. And uh, so we, we shifted from one Mexican restaurant to the other. 
And I don't know why we used to do this crazy stuff because we probably had money to like eat, right? We just had it so just, I don't know what, I don't even know where these things come up at to like, we're going to eat and we're going to run just for the thrill of it. Like, it's not that we don't have the money to pay for it. We just want that thrill. We want to feel that uh, adrenaline of, man, we got away with something. Um, so, Nick, let, I'm going to let Nick tell the story. Oh, yeah, because uh, you, you don't want to get the wah, 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 do you? Nah, I'm yeah. letting <laughs> How are you going to let me get the laugh of the week? Yeah, he, I know. Tried, he tried to Go bro. ahead, now, nah, because I, I know you got a – you got a. Uh, uh, do you well, remember look, I, it? Look, yeah, I'll I remember tell you about it. So, let me tell you about it? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can. So, uh, all right. Hold on, now, right. now, go ahead, Nick. So, uh, we was riding around. Stealing all day, stealing all kinds of clothes. So we decided to go to this Mexican restaurant, and we're in the Mexican restaurant. We're all eating chips. I think a few people ordered drinks, and I think we looked up and seen there was cameras. So I was like, we was like, man, we ain't gonna uh, eat and run out of this one. But uh, we wasn't gonna pay for the chips either. We was just like, hey, we're leaving. Uh, so we go outside. Ju gets in his car, the bungee jump car, and. Uh, <laughs> he tries he tries to take off and the lady runs out and grabs a hold of the bungee uh the bungee door and she puts her arms in between the door and Jew starts trying to get her arms off and he tr- he starts like trying to shut the door but her arms are now blocking it. So, like, she's kind of going back and forth, like, and the whole time Jew's trying to pull him off. Yeah, she's like, trying to, she's speaking Spanish. Yeah. And if you could just imagine her kind of like going and Jews pulling and she's pulling back. And uh, out of nowhere, like a six foot seven Mexican <laughs> reaches, reaches to the side and like gives Jew the hardest. It was like a bear smack from like 30 miles away. Man, he smacked the El like, Diablo out of you. It was like the perfect smack. It hit him in his lip and I think his lip busted. <laughs> And Jew trying to get out of the car really quick. You know how you're mad. You trying to do like a roll. Like, man, I'm about to get him. Well, as soon as Jew gets out of the car, the police pull up. <laughs> so he didn't get no revenge, no nothing. They just they, the police let us go because obviously the, the dude we was like 15 and the dude the dude slapped a minor and uh, like the three, fire out of Jew for three years. Jew wrote by that was like, man, Nick, I'm gonna throw a brick through his window. <laughs> He was like, right. I'm a, yeah. I bet so you still I, remember I, that let, feeling. Let me tell you the the real side of it. All right, so like the fire we're, out of we're, we're in this um we're in this restaurant, like Nick said. We're about to eat. Um, we was about to eat and run. Then we seen, we looked up. There's the cameras. I didn't do that. I was smart. Actually, I had I, I was like 14, 15, but I just remember I had my mom's debit card in my socks. She would always give me my debit card, her debit card in the summertime, just in case I need to stop and get something to eat. I don't even know my mom. She's 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 a real one, but anyway. So I'm like, look, I ain't about to. I'm not paying for this high food. I ain't doing this. There's cameras, so I'm walking out to the car. We wasn't in my car. We was in Monica's car. Oh yeah. So we was in the little green Honda. Well, I get into the passenger side, and I'm sitting there, and here comes everybody else running out in a full sprint. And I'm like, uh-oh, it's, it's time. They must have been something <laughs> They what time it was. Yeah, so I'm sitting in the car. I got the door open because I had my foot hanging out the door. Um, and she comes up and runs up to my door. And I'm like, what are you doing, lady? She's like, get out and pay. I'm like, I didn't order anything. And I'm trying to shut the door. So she grabs the door 
and sticks her half her body in it. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? She's trying to grab me. So I'm trying to like shut the door while she's trying to grab me. And man, I ain't, I mean, I, for real, I, he smacked me back to the future. <laughs> listen, no doubt. <laughs> all I seen was listen. All I seen bird was, stars, yeah, didn't you? All I seen was uh, he stuck his hand. His hand was the size of Shaq's. <laughs> I seen his hand in my. It was like a solar eclipse. He just like all darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it makes yeah. it worse when everybody's seen yeah. it. <laughs> hey, it everybody was. It was, was a, it was perfect proportion. It was like the right amount of space that the dude needed to cock back just enough and get that no, pressure. Look, Man. All, he was a, all he needed was a foot. It was a That's stiff it. arm. Look, it was a stiff arm smack. Oh, like man. Look like he'd been waiting on his moment all, all his life. Hey, I, like, bet, I bet that a bunch of people had ran up on him, so he was like, I'm going to get these next people. They ain't going to no. run up on me. We'll come to find out. He's known for smacking people. Yeah. He's <laughs> Man, he's hey, like bro, a, they, he was like a I, professional smacker. I think Sarayago <laughs> knew him. He was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, I bet he told his buddies about that for years. I got that yeah. big boy. Hey, he thought so he, he thought he was getting away. His hand I was do. like a spring. His, his hand what, was like an automatic spring on your face. Yeah. What he, about he, when you? What about when you broke the record? He probably read the article. Was like, "Oh yeah, that was the, that was the yeah, right. smack." I smacked him to the earth. <laughs> All right, there y'all go. <laughs> let's leave the cables off. All right, let's get to the next segment. Come on, let's go. That's what I would say. Uh, I get wow. that one a six wow. out of six out of ten on the laugh of the week. Wah, wah, right, well, wah. Nah, well, no, no, what Nick? What was Jews last week? Don't Jew, uh, uh, it was about a. Uh, it was, it was about a nine. A, it was about uh, a eight because I had the visual of the lady. Uh, Nick, there's no way. The I there's. It was your, yours was sin, yours was sinful, and uh, yeah, the way one she was deaf, and two she didn't know what to do, so she, uh, she stomped on the poopy bag, and it went all over her legs. So yeah. it was over the look, Nick. It was on the door. It yeah. Was on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of smacks, okay, well, we, well, we're going to continue this segment. No, that's, next a, week. that's next week. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, All right. I'm, I'm going to bounce back with next week. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I know you, you do. All right. I got so, you. All right, so let's get, let's get into it. How's y'all's week been? Man, everything's been well, man. Yeah, my week's, been, my week's been great. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I can see y'all growing, man. Um, even with you, like, talking about, like, the, the first step of, of any kind of growth is realizing that there's a problem. So the same thing Jews dealing with, like I, I deal with a lot of times. So I always tell people like I'm never late, but I'm always right on time. But to me, that is being late because I think as as leaders, like our job, like there's no way we should let time handle us, right? You see what I'm saying? I agree. So yeah, I agree. Um, but like I can see the growth happening in each of us, and we we're all helping each other grow. Um, so, like, I'm trying to – one of the things I'm really trying to work on is realizing that everybody is in the process. So, all we're doing is exactly what we talk about. That's trusting the process um, that we're in. And one of the big things I'm working on is, like I said, trying to be early. I don't know if some of the things y'all are trying to work on or kind of where y'all are at, if y'all want to share something. I know what, like, I'm trying to work on is, uh, one, getting healthier and being intentional about loving my wife. So like, as as much I, as much as I'm intentional about everything else, sometimes I 
leave my wife on the back burner. So That's like it, last, yeah. last week I set a, uh, a goal and I challenged myself. Like I don't like schedule a date with your wife. Like you would schedule everything else. Man, no doubt. So that's, I'm what I, of it. that's what I've been trying to work on is making sure that in the midst of me chasing, you know, being in flipping houses and me being in ministry, that I'm equally loving my wife and trying to get healthy at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I'm guilty of it, too, man. And that's another like I got to schedule a day with my wife, man, because life happens and, and it's up to us to, to handle it. Um, man, who's still eating? Jew? No, I'm not. I'm not eating anything. Man, it sounds like you're eating a, a big bowl of Cheerios. You know what? Not me. You know what's crazy? Like our wives sometimes are on the back burner, but if they was the ones we lost, I would clear my whole schedule and be like, "Man, forget, yeah, forget everything else. I need her back." Man, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, so one thing that I'm really um trying to work on is realizing that everybody, um, nobody every. Nobody um, can will change. How am I trying to say it? So nobody is like me, but I expect everybody to kind of work like like I do, and 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 I want their mind to uh, function like, like mine works. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I tend to forget a lot of times, and I I, I I'm guilty of like not showing the grace that is needed, uh, or the same grace that's been shown to me. So like I will um, like I'll get frustrated because I'm like, well, man, I just want you to get this, and he ain't getting it. Or, like, it's real bad about my wife, man, if I can be transparent, that I expect for her to do the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I think it results, too, in, in expectation. Like, you're setting these expectations on man that man man is is always going to not – is never going to meet the expectations that we always set. Maybe here and there, but 80, 90 um, percent of the time, man is going to fail you. Yeah, you know, yeah but, um, Nick told me, but Nick told me he was like, you know, um, and that's why I love, like, being with y'all, man. I thank God for it every day because Nick was like, man, like, maybe just talking, like, use it for you, for example. Like, Jew is just, Jew just, you know, he has to learn it on his own or, you know, Amy has to kind of see it or whatever, or you have to see, whatever the case may be, it's, it's they're going through the process. So, you know, even if it doesn't look like what you want it to look like, you got to understand that they're in the process as well, and they'll eventually see it. But right now, even if they don't, you still have to understand that. I mean, yeah, because like we talked about, everything is a process, and it's vital if you if you try to force somebody to. What you're doing is you're forcing them to skip those steps. That's and it. Every step is That's important, it. guys. Every single step in the process is so important and so valuable, and you can't force somebody because they're gonna miss something. And That's why. I'll oh, go ahead. And when you miss a step in the process, the finished product doesn't turn out right. If you look at anything, when you miss a step in any kind of process, if, if you're baking a cake and you forget the baking soda, guess what happens? It does, oh, yeah. It doesn't bake That's properly. It. And too many so, people try to make microwavable cakes and they get a microwavable <laughs> cake. You know what I'm saying? What? I'm sorry. Hey, Is that I'm even a thing? <laughs> Microwavable cake. Yeah, y'all, y'all get it next. See, that's what I'm saying. Y'all ain't on the same level, so y'all ain't gonna get it. Y'all will get it please, next week. Can you please send us a link on a microwavable cake? <laughs> hey, what? No. So, hey, y'all, so let me let me explain it. Y'all see, y'all y'all don't get it. Y'all did. I hey, just put Jim, it out there, and y'all did not get up? it. 
Hold on, Rob. What's up, man? I know what you coming back on live for the week on uh. <laughs> When uh, Lewis, when Lewis smacked uh, him, Nick, uh, I thought we was moving on. <laughs> I thought we was moving on. See, hey, now, we gotta keep hey. the keep the progress going. Now, hey, trust the process. We gotta keep on with the pro- with the podcast. Hey, one thing I was gonna say is like that's why crash diets had never worked is because you're skipping steps of that's it. Learning to think like people that want to lose ten pounds and microwavable like, cake. Yeah, no, there ain't no such thing. But, yeah. uh, but like, they're, they're skipping. That's why I tell people, they're like, you know, Nick, what's the secret? I'm like, man, it's a lifestyle. It's a whole lifestyle change. It ain't just a, I'm trying to lose 30 pounds or I'm trying to lose 10 pounds. You know, today it's, you need to change your whole life and develop these habits. Oh, yeah, Definitely. no doubt. Yeah. So, um, uh, so let me explain the the microwavable cake. So basically, you cannot cook a uh, uh, you cannot bake a cake in a microwave. Yeah, I guess we knew you, that. I guess no. Listen, so I guess you could, but in this generation, that's how a lot of people want to want to work. They, that's what they think how life happens is in the microwave. We want right now. We want instant gratification. We want to bake a cake, so we decide to put it in the microwave, and then and then the outcome is we have a microwavable cake, which is no good at all. So what I'm saying is, is in order for us to get the cake that we want, uh, that we desire, we have to follow the process from step one to step ten, and we got to put that sucker in the oven. <laughs> Man, what I'm done with y'all? I'm done with no, y'all. I, Rob, I get the concept. I get what Man, you're I'm saying. I'm done with y'all. Listen, we live in a microwave generation. Yeah, we want right. everything now, now. I get everything you're saying. It's just. That's going to be my next shirt. Don't worry about it. Microwavable shirt. I'm going to make it stick. I'm going to explain it right one day. (laughs) No, I get what you're saying. We live in a microwave generation where we want things now, 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 and we don't want to go through the process. So it's just like... It's one of the... What do they call them things that that it's it's not... It it, it doesn't make sense. It's two things that go against each other. Microwavable cake. Uh, Mean Christian. It doesn't... What is that called, Nick? You know it, Pastor. The oxymoron. Uh, oxymoron. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, thank you, McNugget. Ten minutes. Told you now you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Thank you. No, I think. I mean, I, y'all I, ain't I, trying to get my props. Y'all trying to keep being quiet, man, on purpose. Yeah, no, I'm good, listening man. to what you're saying. That's good. I think exactly what you said. Like, we want other people to skip steps, you know, because, you know, like how you was talking about the press box. We oftentimes see it before they see it so like one thing with me like jew was telling me nick the first step for you losing weight is just go to the doctor and i kept blowing them off and blowing them off and blowing them off and trying different fads and trying different diets are you trying to go to step five instantly yeah yeah but but the first step and he would tell me like nick just go to the doctor and get your blood work blood work done so i eventually did that and that right after that was when i really seen results because i figured out was exactly wrong with me and what was uh you know going on with my body and what was going on with the blood work so that was step one the step two was listening to the doctor so anytime we try to skip the steps i think we'll always find ourselves back in the same place we were trying to get away from so step one is always setting that foundation right so with anything that you do whether it be a diet whether it be a a a task that you want to complete whether it be a world record that you want to break like you always, you must, you have to start at step one and set your foundation. That's step one in anything. Yep. 
I agree. So I agree. it's like the guy that comes to rehab, you know, a long-term rehab, and they leave in three months because they finally think they have it together. Well, they done skip step four, five, six, and seven. Microwave and they, okay. And then they find themselves right back at step one a year later saying, man, I don't know what happened, but I'm back out there. Well, we know what happened. You, you put it in the microwave. Yeah. I mean, it, it, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You put it, like Rob said, they put it in the microwave. Well, also, too, it just goes back to the way we process things. And again, we're we're always rushing everything. Again, we live in this microwavable generation where we want everything now and we don't want to put in the work. We don't want to, you know, go through the process. And I mean, so there's an old saying, I think it says the first generation uh, builds, builds a, a, the foundation, builds the legacy, um, you know, as far as like, um, like money wise also where you can, where, where they pass things down to their children, the children manage it and the grandchildren uh, let it wither away. So they they run through the money, they they sell whatever uh, the grandparents have earned, everything, the whole legacy that that the grandparents meant to leave behind for their great grandchildren, um, is pretty much um, gone because they didn't have to work for the it. Generation yeah. didn't have to work for it, so they didn't appreciate it. So it wasn't nothing for them to let it go. So the process of keeping that and maintaining it, and 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 trying to pa- pass it down to their kids, you know. Because at the end of the day, when you don't earn something, you don't respect it. So yeah, that's that sweat I, equity. No, that sweat right. e- yeah. they don't. The sweat equity is not there, so they don't value it. If you don't sweat for something and and earn something, that's why I think it's so important for us to teach our kids. Even though we may have access to be able to, like my son wants a car right now, right? He's sixteen. Of course, he wants, and he wants these things, and I want to be able to give him these things. But if I don't teach my son that he has to work for things to be able to, uh, to value it then I'm going to do him an injustice because he's going to think that that's how life works. And that's my hey, reality. Eric Thomas, uh, uh, I was listening to one of his podcasts on the S2S podcast, and he mentioned about, like, at one point he, he cut his son off. And he's like, man, I could have gave my son $100,000. I could have gave him $10,000. I probably could have gave him a million, you know. But he was like, but he's got to earn it. I'm not just going to hand it to him. Oh, I'm not just going to give him this. I'll give him the opportunity to 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 make the money but I'm not just going to give him this. He's got to earn this. That's I not mean, a good I, father, yeah. That's the same I, way God does us. He's not just going to give us anything for the sake of giving it to us. He's going to teach us to work for it and trust the process. I watched a video on Shaq yesterday, and that's he said the reason why he became so dominant is because he had to embrace failure. He said so every year that he lost was a building block of him becoming the most dominant player ever. He said without losing, he would have never been who he was. And Michael Jordan gave him, he said, Jordan gave him the best uh, advice ever. He said, embrace these losses. He said, you're going to become who you are through these. So, like, every year he got swept. Every year he lost in the playoffs. Every year they got swept in the finals. He said, finally, that molded him to just take over one year. Yeah, then my man came back and broke the backboard. I mean, can you you tell me one star player that's won – a Super Bowl or an NBA title their first year? Nobody. You have to go through the you have to go through the uh the process. Yeah, you have to go through the process and the learning <laughs> curve. And that's, that's why of, that's yeah. it. That's why that's why I love uh what what this uh podcast, that's why I love what our life is about, man. We're not just saying trust the process. We're living it out day by day. Um and while we're talking about like the secret to success podcast, man, them guys are so valuable. 
in um in and giving us tools and giving us things we need. It's neat watching them. And I told Nick the other day, man, it almost seems like we're a perfect mirror of what they're doing. And I think God is showing us our future. So like, man, them guys just built a podcast room. And I I promise you, I believe and feel it with everything in me that we're going to do the same thing one day in the future. It may not be right now. And all we're doing is trust in the process. We can't go yeah. from this today, being on a phone, being separated, having to figure this stuff out to tomorrow. We're having our own podcast room and we built this and we have this now. Man, we got to, this is our, we're setting the foundation of step one right now. I mean, can you imagine one day where like, I'm not saying we're not going to have jobs, but we're in the daytime. We're like, all right, it's, uh, we're going to have lunch. Then we're going to meet up at the office and we're going to go through, you know, what we're going to talk about today. Then we're going to, we're going to, you know, run the podcast. No, we're like, going to, the, just like they the built daytime, a church. We're going to do it. Yeah. No, I'm saying in the daytime, instead of like managing everything, scrambling at night, like after we then got off work and we're tired, think about, you know, our, how, how our brain will work and run in the daytime whenever we don't have stress on our plate. And I'm just, I'm not saying that we're not effective now and we're not, um, Thank you, we're not God. bringing to the table um, everything that we have uh, like at night, but like we have so much on our plate that by the end of the day, I don't believe we're as as uh, effective as we could be if Nick, you know. Do you see but, God? Fresh. But think about this. I want y'all to like think about if God would have gave Matthew's table a building on our first Sunday, we would have not appreciated the fact of hey, we am have I, our own building. We have. Am I hearing know, a kid talk? What we was that whisper? That was Annabelle. I didn't hear that. So yeah, so yeah, we wouldn't have had like, but now like two years, three years into Matthew's table, and if God gives us a building, now we appreciate, man, we get our we have our own space, we have kids' rooms, we have we don't have to pick up chairs and put down chairs. We can have events for the homeless, we can do ministry out of this building. So, but if we would have skipped that and you know, the first day someone said, Here's the keys to our building. Nobody would have appreciated that as much. We would have been oh, a microwavable no. cake, man. Yeah, we wouldn't so, have been, the the, our ingredients yeah. would our ingredients wouldn't have been true. Our character wouldn't be true. So God is is doing something in us right now, setting the foundation so that when we get to that level, our character is able to keep us there. Hey, so um, I got so I was gonna ask y'all and challenge y'all like sometimes do we try to microwave our wives, you know, for them to become what we want them to become quick. Oh yeah. Instead, instead of them it. going through their own process and figuring out who they are, we want to, Hey, you need to, you need to change and change right now. Oh yeah. yeah. So ET said one time that like, uh, he realized Nick sent me the video. He said that he, he realized, so man, that disc assessment is so important because he said that he has learned it, man, and he studies it. And he has studied uh, the type of personality that his wife is. And he said what he was doing to his wife is he was asking his wife to do the things that God had gave him the ability, the ability to do. So he said his wife was the anchor and he was the boat. And so many times he would look at her and say, well, you should be the one moving. But God never designed her to move. God, that's just like my wife. And uh, man, that's why I appreciate it so much, because. One thing that I can never say about my wife is my wife ain't loyal. I promise you, she's the most loyal person I've ever met in my life. So she's not moving. She's not budging. I don't have to work, get up and worry about that ever a day in my life. And I thank God for it. But why is it when it's convenient for me, I'm asking her to move? She don't move. She's the anchor. I'm the one that, that, that can, that can uh, 
not I'm saying transform or adjust to the situation. That's the skill set that God's given me. So I should look at myself and say, this is my strong suit. I'm able to bend here and bend there. She don't bend. So it's not fair for, for to her for me, for me to try to make her into what God has uh, uh, has called me to be. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Like, so we have to remind ourselves and for everybody listening that your wives are going through a process just like you are. And that, you know, just like it's going to take us a season to change. And, you know, it took me hitting my head over and over and over again to finally wake up and say, man, I do need to change. But with other people, it's like I want them to uh, and probably because I know it's going to hurt them and I want them to uh, not hurt like I did. I want them to skip the steps and, you know, I just want to fix them right then. And that's what I tried to explain to Rob. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful and I'm grateful for over the week. I got to think about like this, our discussion. Um, But it hit me too, is that like, I'm not used to having accountability as far as like my personal life. Yeah. So I think immediately um, just like reading your, um, your body language and then like, you know me, I'm, I, I observe people as soon as, as soon as they enter the room. So seeing your body language and on Monday, whenever we first talked and I just felt, I got defensive immediately. Yeah. And Simply. I have a bad thing. I have, I'm not good at, at doing that. So like CJ said, like, you know, like, I don't know. And I'm working on that too. That's one of my defects is I don't know. I can't take you out for ice cream before I tell you, Hey, I see this. And I'm working on that yeah. myself. So I know I mean, exactly you, what you're saying. Yeah, I can so sometimes can, make you seem like I'm attacking you. Yeah, and that's, that's what it seemed like. So you got to, like, so I believe, too, as, like, friends and as business partners, we have to learn each other's languages also, not just our wives, but Man, that's people huge, who you dude. associate with. Because simply think about this. Um, you know, off the bat, it kind of made me shut down, which, I, I mean, I was I believe I took, a, I took a look at it and I was wrong for kind of shutting down. But even think about this, like, even when Paul addressed the church, you know, um, even Timothy, you know, they built the church up and they, they built them up first before they gave them the instruction or what they needed to work on and what they see. Yeah. Um, so this is this is not just me saying this or feeling this way. This is universal to everybody, you know. So anytime you guys, if, if you're in a position where you're in a position of leadership, leadership, um, you are a employer and you want to get the best work out of your employees or even uh, as a husband or a father to your kids, try building people up. That's a McNugget. Yeah, building people up before you not necessarily criticize them because, I mean, well, yeah, it's criticizing because criticizing can be good. You know, um, it was good for me after I sit down and thought about it and seeing that, hey, Julius, you you need to take a look at this. And you need to start seeing how you can be better. Can you love your wife? So ever since then, guess what? Every time I hung up the phone, before I hung up the phone, I, I, I told my wife, like, hey, look, I love you, and I'll see you later. I love That's you, huge, I'll talk huge. to you later. So Man. just working on these small things that are and, – and, again, it's extremely uncomfortable whenever you go for seasons where – like, so I'm in the work environment at FOS, for the centers, you know, we have accountability but it's only accountability to a certain level. It's a certain standard. But when we're talking about accountability deeper, where it becomes intimate as friends yeah. um, and business partners, 
and it comes goes into your personal life and if somebody exposes something that maybe you really do need to take a look at like we need to do a better job also not getting defensive i needed to do a better job also of not getting defensive and saying okay take it in and not to shut down just think about what they're saying to me is there truth behind it that's it and, and i need to work on my like maybe my body mannerisms and how i kind of can uh can talk a lot with uh, my body language so i tell like so the same thing i preach to my wife it's not what you say it's how you say it same thing goes for me is i should not just uh watch what i say but it, a lot of times it's my uh, uh it's how it comes out how how, yeah, how it oh, comes yeah. out of my mouth you know may seem like it's ready to cut you even oh, though you know my heart and you know i don't mean that but i appreciate so our example is always christ right but christ christ always came with love first yeah let me tell you let me tell you something real quick and then nick you can give your input uh when you when you it's funny because <laughs> rob couldn't help it he was he couldn't wait so like rob <laughs> comes in and nick comes in and he sits down he's like What's up? And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, oh, so how are you doing in your personal life? What's going on with you? Are you yeah. How are you doing? And it I'm like, no. instantly, it wasn't no like, man, what's up? Like, man, like typically when somebody comes in to address you, they're like, man, I, I'm, I'm finally, I'm grateful. I'm coming out of the season and I'm in, you know, things are starting to look up. Um, I see you, you know, you're doing good too. Like, are you still battling with anything? Can I help you with anything? Rob was like, what's up? So, um, are, are you still angry? Or like, I felt like it was like a counseling session. Like I should have, I should have pulled a couch out and laid down. And, Man, and it was, and it but, speaks to all three of our different types of personalities. So like, you know, and I think that's why we work so well together because we each have these character defects, but we're all working and changing together at the same time. Yeah, Nick, what do you think? No, so just a few weeks ago, and I, I think I've told both of y'all this before the listeners, like. A few weeks ago, I may, I can plan something in one day, three days, a week, and it really wouldn't bother me at the church. But there was uh, our worship leader. She was like, hey, if you're a leader, she went, She was talking to me and a few other people. She said, if you're a leader, you should understand the people you're leading. So, like, although I'm not a planner and although I can, like, I can do the homeless event and nothing be planned, I'm just like, it'll work, it all work itself out. She said, you should respect the people you're leading enough to understand their language. I mean, Nugget, so, that's huge. So she, she's a planner. So what I've had to do is take a look at myself and say, hey, you're right. So I can create calendar, calendars now. And although I can, I don't need a calendar. I, I just feel like I can get stuff done. Her strong suit is being a planner. So I should respect her enough to understand that, hey, I'm, I'm trying to lead you. So I'm going to respect you and learn your ways. You know, it ain't always about us. Like, so for what I think we're doing for each other, Rob, Jew, and me, is we are hitting uh, buttons that we don't like, but it's only going to grow us. So like what Rob did for you, and maybe Rob did it in the wrong way, but it forced you to take a look at the situation. Like, whereas maybe if I came at you soft, you might have just blew it off, you know? And you did. No, Nick did. That's why, that's why anytime. You, Nick, says something to Jew, so that just speaks to our personalities. I can say one thing to Jew. Nick can say the same exact thing to Jew, but Jew is going to hear it from Nick first and receive it better because it, it, it's not as hard. It's not as harsh. It's, it, it's a, that soft answer turns away wrath. It's, that, it's, that, it's non-confrontational. So, like, when I speak a lot of times, it's very direct. 
and it and it may not even be disrespectful. It's just very direct. But within that, like I gotta take a look at myself, and because Nick chooses to take like you know, Jew. Well, I feel like you should maybe do it like this and do it like like it. It Jew receives that easier because Jew. But Jew, that's, Jew, any, Jew that's in anything. It is, and that's why that's why I love the the word of God because just like Paul. So Paul was so great because he says, I become all things to all men to win all men unto Christ. He's, he, he connected with like uh, Priscilla and Aquila because he shared uh, a business with them and they were, they, they were in the same business. So he connected with them on their level. And if we never choose to, uh, to get on that person's level. So just like Nick was talking about the worship leader, Nick had to take a look at, at himself in the mirror and say, well, yeah, this is me. But if I am truly wanting to go up levels in my leadership, I got to look at it from their perspective and say, yeah, I, I, I can't. I do need to work on this area. Yeah. I mean, there's such thing as positive enforcement, man. So, like, for sure, uh, well, you have to be you have to be I'm not sitting necessarily like saying it like you're, you're negative. But just keep in mind, if you're trying to help somebody, you need to be uplifting like you don't always have to be like so direct and so like. Dang. No, I'm saying like I've been, I've been working on it, Nick. Ain't I've been working on it? I'm not yeah, saying you're not, Rob. I'm just saying in general, not for you, but for for anybody who's listening. Like Amy can't wait to hear. She's gonna be like, "See, Rob, I told you you was mean." No, but but it's real. It, I mean, at the end of the day, it's real. It's I've noticed, and and, and this is this is proven. If if you address somebody with love. And respect, and I'm not saying you're not being. I'm not saying you're being disrespectful, but I, I'm. What I'm saying is, it's all about how you relay the message. So even to your employees, even to your kids, you know they're gonna perceive it better. But if, it. if it's just if it's just coming from a place to where people see it, like, and I, I'm saying like in the beginning we may see it as like, dang, that's how you coming at me. But knowing after after what we've thought about it, you know, you take a look at it. I, Unless you're a fool, a fool's gonna take it any way he wants to take it. But you know, a, a wise man's gonna take it, think about it, and 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 adjust, right? Oh yeah, that's good. So like, that's a McNugget, yeah. And that's what I did. I thought about it. I took it, and I'm trying to adjust. But just you know, in the future, for 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 the future, I think we need it's effort. You got to put effort behind everything. So oh, that's it. That, yeah. So so you know already, you know my language. You know that. I don't like to feel to an extent feel like I'm being attacked. So you need to come up with a different approach. Oh yeah. And nobody does. And that's what I got to realize. So man, you just hit it right on the head. And I think that, you know, we got to remember that we are speaking to an audience. So this is very important for them to hear what we're saying. So I want to take the time and kind of break this down. Um, there is a uh, thing that is called a love language and everybody has their, own love language and it's how they receive and perceive love so julius um, has his own special love language so he he feels love in a certain way and that's the only way he he feels love you can sometimes have two uh maybe three different ones but majority of the time you only have one love language and each of us have one even our kids have their own love language and how they receive love so i think that it's our job um as brothers, as friends, as as leaders, uh, importantly, as leaders, especially if we want to go to where the to where we know God's calling us to, we have to be able to take the time and say, okay, well, I know that uh, you know getting you a gift 
he that may not come across as love to him, but maybe taking the time and letting him vent to me, you know, he feels love that way, and I'm able to break down them walls through him talking. Um, so I would encourage anybody that if they haven't got the book, there's a book. It's called The Five Love Languages. You can figure out what your love language is and what um, the people closest to you, what their love language is, so we can start to speak in languages that each of us understands. So I was at lunch today with a guy, and he said, hey, he said we was talking about love language, and he said my wife's love language is she doesn't like to be bothered in the morning. And then the next sentence he said, yeah, I tried to cook her breakfast one, <laughs> one, one morning, and I woke her up, and she was like, hey, I'm not hungry. Leave me alone. Let me sleep. And I said, you got mad, right? And I was like, although you did a good thing, you were speaking a whole different language man, than her. Speaking salty, Chinese, yeah, man. So, yeah, he was salty, but that's where we have to understand our wives and understand other people because if he was truly trying to love her, which he was, but understanding her, he would have been, well, let me wake let, let let's let her wake up first, and then maybe I can cook her breakfast. But when he tried to wake her up, well, you know, she went in straight defense mode because that's not her love language, like... Man, so that's it, a huge deal, yeah. Yeah, so him understanding her, and, you know, that's why temperaments are, and stuff are so important because, and the, the love languages are so important because I can't love Jonna the way I want to be loved because she speaks a different language than me. And Amy speaks a different language than you, and Heaven speaks a different language than you. So I think our jobs as husbands is to study them and and see what their languages are so we can serve them better, like... I always wanted Jonna to be molded into like this laundry woman in this dishwasher. And finally I just came to the realization that's not her. You know, like nah, I, she she holds it down. She's not a she may not be a dishwasher, but you know, anytime that you've ever needed her, she's been there. So I can either fight with her and try to make her be this person she's not, or I can just you know, or I can just accept her and say, Nick, you can wash the dishes and just you know, uh, in the argument. Yeah, yeah and I bet I bet the person that we that, that that if they turned into the person who we thought they should be, we I bet we wouldn't even 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 love them because they wouldn't possess those qualities that made us want them in the first place. And what's crazy is Jonna has always allowed me Man. to be whatever I wanted to be. So like tomorrow, if I was to say, "Hey, I'm gonna go work at um, I'm gonna go try out for the basketball team," she would be like. All right, I think you could probably do it. Yeah, you, know? you need a basketball. Yeah, and she's always, she's always, she's always like, if I was tomorrow, I was like, hey, I want to start a, you know, a store that sells cheerleading outfits. She'd be like, uh, okay, we, let's try. It. Yeah. So she's always let me figure myself out, but her, like, Man. I've always wanted to try to change her to like fit who I am. You know, John, to wash the dishes, do the laundry. Do this, pick, you know, but that's not her. Yeah, Jude, what you gonna say? Oh, nothing. I'm, I, I was outside, but um, go ahead. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have nothing to say. Uh, okay. Um. So, oh, before I forget, uh, Nick, make sure you put uh, put each three of them uh shirts to the side. I feel horrible because we haven't thought about it, but man, I think that we should get our wives involved. That's why I asked y'all at the beginning of the podcast if y'all asked y'all's wife if they listen to it. And man, maybe like we expect them just to do that just because it's something that we're doing. 
but do we make them feel a part of it? You know what I mean? Like, do we do we break them in? Do we involve them in what we're doing? So, like, I just want to challenge us as husbands, like, let's show them that you guys are a part of this because they're just as much, man, if they didn't do what they do, there's no way that we could sit here for an hour, hour and a half just sitting here talking on the phone, talking to the world. And that's what I wanted to tell you, not only about your, your wife, but about Jew also. I feel like sometimes where we mess up is we'll have that direct energy when something's going on and we're, we're quick to call it out. But why don't we have that direct energy when we're congratulating or when we're uplifting? Like, so it ain't, we never go direct like, man, you're doing a great job. You know, like, I love you. But it's always that negativity that we can be real direct about. So oh, I yeah. Think, I think it should be an equal balance of like, man, we should, we should, up, like what Ju said, man, like we should be uplifters. We should be like encouragers the same way we are, like, and, and also with truth. But also, we should have that same energy of like, man, Jew, I seen you do something good this week, man. Like, man, keep that it up. Positive you know? enforcement, man. That's it. My boy KC Kelly dropped a bomb on me the other day. He hit, a, he hit me with a bar. He was like, look, Rob, you know how they always say misery loves company? He was like, think about it this way, dude. Glory loves company, too. And I was like, man, that's it. You get around five oh, people, man, five people that who, 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 who are winning, who want to win, and you're going to become at 6-1. That you want that around you, it's attractive. He dropped that bar on me, yeah. Quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah so nah, like, thought, when go I, ahead, you know, Yeah, go ahead, Jew. Uh I'm 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 sorry to call you out, Rob, but that's what I told Rob over the weekend. So Rob has this expectation of me, right? Yeah. In which I'm not saying it's it's bad because it's pushing me to stretch. Like it's growing me. And I this is something that I've needed. I I've needed in my life. But also, too, as Rob is pushing me, you know, when Rob – and I hit Rob with this the other day, too. I needed something out of Rob and something that Rob was supposed to follow up on. And, uh, you know, so when it came crunch time for me to get some stuff done, I was like, look, Rob, I need you right now. I need you to take care of this for me. I need you to meet me here and, and get this done. He's like, man, I, I'm doing A, B, C, and D, man. I can't just drop what I'm doing. And I said, Rob, I need you to keep the same energy – uh, uh, as you do, like whenever, whenever you're talking to me, and you need me to do something. Like it's, it wasn't my fault, you know, why I'm in this position I am now. Like yeah. I was counting on, I was counting on you, Rob. Rob, now, uh, it wasn't your now. fault. How, okay, all right. Look, I'm gonna put it this way. I own up to something. It was my fault too. It was my fault too because I could have very well scheduled it for you just as easily as you could have scheduled it. No, but I had my expectation in you that you told me you was gonna. So here's the situation. I talked to Rob. I talked to him earlier last week, and I was like, "Look, I need to get my mower. Was I need to get the trailer so I can pick my mower up?" And uh, oh get yeah, my mower to yeah. My house, right? Hey, let Nick let Nick be the judge. Okay. All right. So I, told I already Rob, got I said, already got my answer because Rob told me he was wrong. <laughs> 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 no, Nick. Hold on. Listen though. Listen to the situation. No, you can't take. All right. So I told Rob. I'm like. I'm like. All right. He's like. I'm gonna get the trailer. I'm gonna pick your mower up. He offered. He was like, I'm going to pick your mower up. I'm going out to Scotts to pick mine up. I'm going to get yours. I'll drop it off. Um, I'll drop it off Friday morning. I was like, all right, that. So I get busy, come around Sunday. And I'm like, man, I need to get, I need to mow my yard. Don't skip Friday, Jew, because when Friday came around, it wasn't at your house. Did you call me? Did you text yeah, me? Did I, you notice just, it wasn't there? I just told you I got busy and I and I and I forgot about it. All right, it. Like, but I let's not think about it. Right. So, so let's not skip that. So I'm not skipping that. So 
whenever it came around Sunday, I'm like, look, Rob, I need you to meet me here. I got to get this trailer. He's like, oh, well, I'm doing my yard and I just went to Lowe's and picked all this stuff up and all this stuff. And I'm like, look, Rob, I need you to keep the same energy. Like, you're the one that told me <laughs> you was going to do this. You expect me to follow up on the stuff that, that you expect me to do. You expect me to get stuff done. When you when I tell you I'm gonna do something, you hold me to that standard of getting it done. So I need you to do the same thing. And you're exactly right. So so what I do? Oh, you you did you handled your business. You I dropped I dropped what I did. All right. So Nick, so check this out. So <laughs> Friday Friday when it happened, I did offer. I said, Drew, I'm going that way. I'll pick your trailer up, coming back in town. I'll drop it off at your house and I'll be done. Friday came around, Nick. Remember we was late running out to Scott's house. I was late getting to work. So I was like, I don't have time to get Jews mower right now, right? So I'll try to get it some other time. I just took the trailer back to work and dropped it off and never heard anything else about it. Right, Nick? Yeah. So Sunday comes around and Jew, Jew of course, uh, you know, is, is in Jew's mind state. So Jew's like, man, I need, I, need, I need my mower right now. I'm going to cut my grass. So he picks up the phone. And who's the easy person to blame, Nick, for him not remembering that he needed to get this stuff done? Hey, Nick. Nick, answer this. Yeah. A ask me how long Rob has had my trailer. <laughs> About a month. I already know. <laughs> but when it, but Nick, no, he, ain't no, needed, just, he ain't needed his trailer until he needed I'm, his trailer. I'm Joe, just saying, no, Rob, Joe, I told you before, like Joe, I need I need to get my mower to my house. Joe, he's gonna tell you you don't need your trailer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all I'm saying. He called me, so, Nick. He was like, Rob, I got to have it right now. But, but no, like, but listen, Rob, this is a pattern, though. Think about that's it. That's it. No, that's, you're exactly right, Jew. I should have did what I told you I was going to do. One thing I'm working on is being a man of my word, and, and this is how I truly feel. And this goes out to, to everybody out there that even if it costs you, even if it costs you money, time, material, I don't care what it costs you. When you say something, you make sure that you do it. So even if it cost me the time, I should have stopped because I told my friend I was going to do something for him. Even if he didn't remember I was going to do it, I that, still should have yeah, done it. And I appreciate and, that. And it would, have, it would have avoided the whole situation, right? No, what would have avoided the whole situation is if you would have just kept your word. That's what I just said. It would have avoided oh, yeah. the whole situation if oh, I would have yeah, just done yeah. that. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. So, therefore, what it, what it, I think what it sets in our minds, like, I know that when I say something that I need to do it because – one, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear whoever's mouth. That's it. And I'm trying to grow also. So that's it. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. You know, just because we're undisciplined. We're undisciplined. Yeah. yeah, we are undisciplined. So, but this is all a part of the process. This is all about stretching, um, and, and being stretched uh, to grow. Because because once we continue to grow in this manner, like we're never gonna return the same again. We are gonna the finished product. I'm telling you, like I know it. I can feel it deep down in my soul. Cause like I feel like God is revealing so many things in my life that I need to work on and I need to oh I need yeah man on. Me like, too. I'm just in a season where I'm I'm on a roll. Like I, I I just feel it. Like even though I had three days where I was just I woke up angry and just like you know. But you're gonna have bad days, man. Like Jordan had bad days. You was able oh, to admit uh, that though, and that's what I'm so oh, proud yeah, of you for. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of people would just bottle that up, and then explode a week later and talking about, you know, I don't know where it came from. We know where it came from. We just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, but and, and that it, takes you know, a lot. Go ahead, Nick. No, we, we need I, I to probably wrap it up. Yeah, I just uh, announcement tomorrow is Rob's birthday. Happy thirty fourth birthday, man! Thank so, you. Happy thirty fourth birthday. Why are you trying to Jesus juke me though? 
I was like, why, why wasn't you in this picture at the class reunion? It's like, oh, I was at the homeless event doing what Christ does or, or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. I like he was, the, like he was the thirteenth disciple or something. Hey. <laughs> I was wondering where Jew was at. What about our sponsor though? Oh, Booker Electric. Man, Man Booker what gets about a free it? one. Yeah. Don't get book. book. Don't get cooked. Call book. Yeah. Don't get cooked. Uh, call book. So for all your electric needs, call Booker Electric. I've seen signs all over town. That's what's cool, man. It's like I've seen him execute this last month. I've seen him uh, promoting more. I see. I seen a sign at Walmart today, probably illegally. But, uh, <laughs> man, Booker just got a. He just got a new bucket truck. He can do lights in the parking lot. He can do LED lights at gas stations. Man, he can do it all. He ain't so taking like, no for an answer. That's the beautiful thing about the process is we get to see everybody around us grow with us. You know, it's not just about us. It's about the people that we're affecting every single day. So for all your electric needs, call 270-702-4654. No doubt. And we're looking for more. Uh, we're, we're looking for a, a couple more sponsors, man, to get behind this thing uh, that believes in the vision of trusting the process, that believe in a few knuckleheads, man, just trying to... Um, let the world know, man, that if you trust the process um, and you don't try to have a microwavable cake, man, that one day you'll look up and, and you'll see God's hand uh, and that foundation will be set, man. And you'll see yourself um, with the right ingredients at the right time, because that's what happens when you trust the process. Uh, so, Jude, before we leave, give me give me something to leave with, man. Listen, um, understand this, guys. Our character is defined through time of adversity. And we Sound have like to go. MLK? Sound like Man, MLK? Listen, <laughs> listen, we have to go through some things. And, guys, we have to fail in order to succeed. Because without failure, we don't know what success is. So, therefore, embrace the bad days. You know, embrace those days and see how you can learn from it. And see how you can, uh, you know, strategically go about attacking whatever it, whatever problem, whatever obstacle that's in your way. See how you can take on that problem in a different manner. You know, wh however that looks. So, um, man, at the end of the day, give it 110%, maximum effort, even when you don't feel like it. Um, trust the process. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just in a season, man, where, where things are just – the ball is rolling, even though I've had bad days. I didn't let those bad days um, continue to carry on. There, I seen I seen a fix for it. Um, don't live in those bad days. Try to find a way around it. Come out of that season. And sometimes we have to fight to get out of those seasons whenever we are having bad days, guys. So um, if you're having a hard time, you can always reach out to us. If you need some encouragement, some motivation, you can always reach out to us. If you need prayer. You can reach out to us. So yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, We're we on social media. Fa Facebook is Trust the Process Podcast, as well as Instagram. You can email us at uh, Trust the Process Today at gmail dot com. Um, our numbers are on there. Our Facebook links are on there. Um, hey, Drew, I just want to tell you, man, you are becoming a beast with uh, doing this thing on the spot. I can't wait to see where you're at in six months, man, because I see your growth even in that. Like you used to, you used to like just shy up, man, and get tense. But just like I just did right there, we just put you on the spot, man. And you just you just went into it with boldness, man. So I'm proud hey, of you. It's go time, baby. It's go time. It's, it's, it's go time. Let's go. See you next week. See ya. Right. Peace.
Trust the process, don't rush the process.